Welcome, my friends, to the very first episode of Life, Love, and Liberty. I am your host, Bradley Juby. For those of you who do not know me, I hosted a YouTube series called Bradley Juby TV for the last year and a half. Although I have since stopped doing that particular vlog because of issues between me and YouTube. So... But I'm kind of making somewhat of a comeback on to the internet with this brand new podcast, which is called Life, Love, and Liberty. Now, mostly I have um, kept myself apolitical, but I think it's time that I do a political podcast. And judging by this, the title of this particular podcast, Life, Love, and Liberty, I'm going to talk mostly about liberty, among other subjects. Now, before you ask me what my political affiliation is, let me just say, I've bounced around both the Democrat and Republican parties. I used to be a Republican, I used to kind of have a Tea Party phase back in the early 2010s, but... I felt like the, the Tea Party just didn't cut it for me. I felt like they were hypocritical and just neocon. And a ploy to get the Republicans back into power. Excuse me. But. The thing is. And then I went. Then I became a Democrat last year. Because I'm against the current administration due to their own disregard for liberty and the rights of other people. But I feel like I don't have a home in either party. The reason for it, I consider myself to be a libertarian. In the sense that I love the great American virtues of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I believe that both sides have done very, very poorly in upholding those values. It's hard to find a political party that suits your values. In particular, one that actually gives effort to uphold the greatest American value, that of liberty. Because I believe without liberty, there is no America. Without liberty, without the Constitution, without the Bill of Rights, we would just be yet another tyrannical country. We would just be Nazi Germany or Soviet Russia, which, as long as I'm living, we're not going to end up either or. Unfortunately... Our politicians don't think so. We've got politicians on the left that are socialists and admit they're socialists, at least. I'm glad that they admit it, but. And then we got politicians on the right that are fascist scum. Now, before you accuse me of being an Antifa supporter, let me just tell you I'm not one of those at all. But that's going to be another story for another time. What I care about is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all people. 
It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter what color you are. What your gender is. What your sexuality is. What your religious affiliation is. None of that. The Declaration of Independence clearly states that all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, those among them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Every person in this country has a right to those liberties. Any government that dares take away those liberties, according to the Declaration of Independence, should be altered or abolished. I'm hoping we don't do it through violence, but... Then again, what I'm not going to preach is sedition. What I am going to say is that we do need to get back to the Constitution. We need to get back to what made America great. Not, not what made America great, but what made America free. We need to be a free country again. And what I've witnessed in my lifetime was the taking away of those freedoms. I mean, look around you. We're living in the very throes of a police state. We spend so much money and we're drowning in debt because we got to lock up those potheads. Oh, those potheads. They're still ruining America. Oh, dear God, they're smoking grass. Oh, we got to stop that. And what have we done about that? We lead the world in incarceration. We're supposed to be a free country, yet we incarcerate people over weed? Give me a break. Now, I, I don't want to make this podcast all about ranting and raving, but... Because... I don't want to be a ranter or a raver or a crazy. I just want to have a legitimate discussion. I mean, let's go to some... I mean, this is my first podcast about this subject. Um, and I hope it won't be my last because I plan on doing a very good podcast. I want this to be very successful. I want this to get people started talking about liberty again. Because believe me, we live in a time where we don't value liberty. Especially my generation. The millennials. Now, I don't know why we millennials don't value liberty. Is it just because we've been scared our whole lives? By things like the Oklahoma City bombing and 9-11 and Columbine where... We always feel like we're not safe anywhere, so we gotta, you know, expand government and trade in liberties for security. That's kind of one of the uh, tenets of the whole gun control movement. But I'll get to that later. I want to know who all in this country... Cares for liberty. Liberty is, of course, beautiful. 
and the need for humans to carve out their own destiny. Not letting government dictate your life. Oh, and by the way, I do have speech issues. I do have high-functioning autism. So if you're going to give me hate over that, then that's your problem. Let's go to some headlines, shall we? Now, I don't really have a news source, to be honest with you, because I feel like the media are a bunch of liars. But let's go to... Red flag gun laws. Let's talk about red flag gun laws. And I'm just pulling up some articles. Alright. Where the... Where the Alright, here I am on the trace. I don't know which... Uh, what they're... Alright, let's see. Well... Let's just see, Oklahoma. Oklahoma does not have a red flag gun law. <laughs> As a matter of fact, in my home state of Oklahoma, on November 1st, we're going to have constitutional carry. So, yeah. We don't mess around here in Oklahoma. But let's see who's all got red flag gun laws. Um, Vermont, Massachusetts... Rhode Island, New York, Illinois, Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, Colorado, unfortunately. I recently visited Colorado. Maryland, Delaware, Florida, and Hawaii. So most of your blue states have enacted red flag on laws. Now, what say I about these red flag gun laws? Well, they're unconstitutional. Not only do they violate the Second Amendment, but they also violate the Fourth Amendment. Now, and all this is going to do is just expand the police state. Why have we become so complacent in expanding the police state nowadays? We've seen what police states have done in other countries and in America even. I mean, we've got guys on the streets dying because of police overstepping their boundaries, overstepping their authority, just beating and killing whoever... Yeah, I'm going to go there. Yeah, I'm going to go there. And a lot of times, it's people of color that are being disproportionately affected by police states and police brutality. And these red flag gun laws are just going to exacerbate that. If we're going to get to a point where we don't need judge or jury or real probable cause to take away somebody's guns, this is what we're going to get. We're going to get a police state. This is what Kamala Harris wants. That woman has police state written all over her.
I guarantee you, you vote for her, you're going to get a police state. Let's Alright. Let's go to police the police. Let's talk about some Let's see if we got any news articles. Police the police. Let's go to Facebook. Although, I bet you Facebook doesn't really tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, because we know they're liars, but... Oh, by the way, if you hear any noise in the background, that's my dog, Jack. He's a crazy dog. New York Daily News. Let's see if this is legit. Police have admitted that an officer has fired the shot that wounded Corin Gaines' five-year-old son at a standoff at her house. Baltimore County Police said Friday afternoon that a tactical officer hit Cody Gaines in the cheek when he opened fire on the child's mother Sunday. The 25-year-old, sorry, 23-year-old mom pointed a shotgun at a policeman and returned fire. At the end of a long standoff at Randall Town's home apartment. His injuries are not life-threatening. Okay, that's a good thing. Now, why was she having a shotgun? That's the thing. Oh, failure to appear in court. What are they trying to do? Gaines, who authorities have said has a history of anti-government views. Oh, so she had anti-government views, huh? This is from Daily News. Let's see if that's... Now, what kind of anti-government views did this woman have? Was she Second Amendment? Was she um, against the police state? I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping that, uh, at least I hope that they had a warrant. Because if they had no warrant on that woman, I would say shoot the, shoot him. You break in without a warrant, you're going to get shot. That's what I said. Yeah, I went there, okay? Because police do not have the right to just come barging into your house without warrant. That's going to be your red flag gun laws if these keep getting passed. Because uh, I was listening to David Knight on uh, um, 
Friday, and apparently there was a guy who got his guns taken away in Connecticut because, get a load of this, his son posted a meme. Are you kidding me? His son posted a meme. Well, I post memes all the time. Okay? I like a good meme, okay? I'm not an alt writer. I don't do Pepe the Frog, but I like a good meme. A good pro-liberty meme. So, yeah, I'm on the uh, police to police, uh, Chicago police release video of officers shooting unarmed black teen. This has got to stop. Alright? This whole shooting unarmed black kids and unarmed black people, that's got to stop. Uh, well, shooting any unarmed person for no reason. That's got to stop. Especially, you know... And no wonder why Colin Kaepernick kneels. You know, if this is going to keep happening, keep kneeling, Colin. Keep kneeling. Keep it up. Because, you know. Alright. Chicago police on Friday released video that shows the moments right before they fatally shot an unarmed black teen last week. Paul O'Neill, 18, was shot in the back while fleeing officers last Thursday night after allegedly stealing a Jaguar in a Chicago suburb. Okay, now I'm not going to justify the whole stealing a Jag part. That I'm not going to get, but, uh, I mean... I mean, if you arrest him, that's one thing. Because stealing a Jag, that's that's arrestable. I'm not going to justify that. But. Now let's go back to this Corn Gaines story out of Baltimore. Middle of a five-hour standoff that ended with the death of a 23-year-old. Oh, so she was shot. So this woman was shot while holding her son. Oh, what does this remind me of? Hmm. Remember back in 1992 when... Ruby Ridge happened while well, Randy Weaver was, um, um, and the, the feds were coming on him and, uh, they shot his wife unarmed as she was holding a baby. Oh, uh, that's just wrong.
Oh, so they did have an arrest warrant stemming from a traffic stop. Okay. Oh, this was three years ago. Okay, so. But yeah, it is sad. Just. This is some old news. You know. You know, I know this is out of date, but, uh. Yeah, that's some out-of-date news, but still. Oh, here we go. Now, this is going to be... But... I, I think I screwed up on the talking about this particular incident, but it just goes to show you that we don't need police states. If we're going to have... Red flag gun laws. We're going to have police state. Alright, let's see. But, we all know the police state needs to be held accountable. And I believe that if we have more red flag gun laws, we're going to have more death by the government. We're going to have more killings, more police killings, more, more violence. This is just going to bring more violence. I see, you know, I mean, what do we do with marijuana? We, we put prohibition on it. The war on drugs, which is really just a farce to put black people and Latino people in prison. Sorry, that's my dog, Jack. He's scratching himself. But, yeah, here we are, putting, putting more black people in prison, putting more Latinos in prison, or Latinx in prison, if you're... Um, if you believe, if you're, well, I'm not even going to go there, but, but, yeah, let's just stop putting people in prison for non-violent things. Let's lock up the murderers and the rapists and the kidnappers and the pedophiles, but let's stop locking up potheads. And hopefully, with the 2020 election coming up, we'll have a pro-liberty candidate that will address these issues. And we'll do so in a fierce manner. <sighs> I'm going almost 30 minutes into this, but... Uh, Anyway, we got to get rid of this 
this red flag gun law thing. This is just gonna. I mean, if this creates more Wacos and more Ruby Ridges, then don't be surprised if the blowback gets brutal. Because I'm from Oklahoma. We know what that blowback did to our state. Now, I'm not saying that the Oklahoma City bombing was justified, because I have my own views on the Oklahoma City bombing. But if we're going to have Wacos and Ruby Ridges... And incidents like this, you know, government just overstepping their authority and all that stuff, we're going to have more incidents like this. I pray that we don't. I pray to God. Yes, I'm a God guy. I pray to God that... We don't have any more of these incidents. Because I'm telling you, we're going to have a lot of blowback. You know, I'm just hoping that we can, that Democrats and Republicans can get their you know what together and start working together to make a, a more free country for us but realistically speaking that's not going to happen now in the second part of this show I'm going to talk more about libertarians and how the two party system has neglected and abused the libertarians because right now the two parties I mean both parties have their own wing of libertarians Okay, the, the Republicans have their libertarians and the Democrats have their libertarians. But they're like a minor voice in their own parties. I mean, we had, we'll talk about this in the second segment, but. See, we have, we have a two-party system that just doesn't treat the libertarians with respect. They pay lip service to the ideas of liberty, but more times than not, either the neocon wing or the neoliberal wing of the parties, they always win out. Libertarians, we don't care about them. We'll pay lip service to their ideas, just a little bit. We'll give the right-wingers their guns, but we'll put police state on them in the other areas. On the left, we'll give them marijuana, we'll give them legal weed, but we'll take their guns too. The Libertarian Party needs to rise up. They need to rise up and take on the Democrats and the Republicans. If they don't take on the Democrats or the Republicans, then we're never going to have a free country again. Because even that whole two-party system, it's dying. And it's about to die a horrible, horrible death. We can maybe only look to this next election coming up because, I mean, 
either Trump's going to get voted out or he's going to win re-election easily. But that just all determines on who the Dems run in 2020. I mean, part of me hopes either Andrew Yang or Elizabeth Warren becomes um, the Democratic nominee. And I might vote Democratic if Elizabeth Warren wins the nomination. Because she, she's pro-ending the drug war. You know, I agree with Elizabeth Warren on that subject. On guns, no. On, say, legal weed, yeah. She's, she's, she's got my vote on that. Maybe Andrew Yang, I don't know. Maybe. But I'm not voting for Joe Biden. I'm not voting for Kamala Harris. Now keep in mind, I'm still a registered Democrat, so in the state of Oklahoma, I can vote for them in the primaries next year. But, after that, I think I'm going to go full libertarian. Because I want a change. I'm tired of the less of the two evils. I'm tired of Democrats and Republicans. It's time we... Say, enough's enough, vote them all out, and restore liberty to the United States of America. Alright, I'm going to take a little break for now, and then I'm going to come back and do another segment of the show. So, uh, um, keep, uh, keep yourselves entertained until I come back, alright? Welcome back to Life, Love, and Liberty with Bradley Juby. Before I start up again, I'm going to take a swig of some Dr. Pepper. Good stuff. Anyway, now, I had a dream last night that I was a neo-Nazi. Yeah, that's right. I had a dream that I was a neo-Nazi. That I went to a neo-Nazi rally. I don't know why I have dreams like this. Do I just... Do I just drink too much Dr. Pepper after 10 o'clock? I mean... I mean, um, oh, sorry, I'm trying to get my focus here. Do I look like a neo-Nazi? Now, what is this going to point to me? Well... Let me let me go online and look up libertarianism um, versus fascism. Now the National Review has written an article about the libertarianism to fascism pipeline.
libertarians sometimes become fascists. Alright, it mentions that Jason Kessler, the uh, neo-Nazi behind uh, um, Charlottesville, was a uh, um, part of Occupy Wall Street. talks about Christopher Cantwell, the crying Nazi, who apparently calls himself a fascist and a libertarian. Now, what in tarnation is there this correlation between libertarianism and fascism? Libertarianism is all about liberty. Without liberty, there is no libertarianism. It's all about liberty. What were the fascists about? They were the opposite of liberty. They took people's liberty. They took people's lives away. They took people's property away. I just want to address that subject because I know I'm going to have probably some SJW come on here and say, Oh, you're alt-right. You're alt-right. I'm not alt-right, okay? I don't talk about ethno-states. I don't talk about... Um, um, I don't talk about white supremacy or... I gotta save the white race. The white race is dying. The white race is getting genocided. Now, if we want to talk about white genocide, that might be another issue for another time. But me, I, I don't advocate genocide against anybody. I love people. I want people to be free. I want people to live. I want people to live free, you know? I'm all about that live free or die, you know? I want to live free, you know. And I want people of color to live free. I want people of all racial backgrounds to live free. That's what being a libertarian is all about. You will never see this libertarian become a fascist. You know why I won't, won't become a fascist? Three words. John Levi Juby. Half Cherokee, my great uncle, fought the Nazis in World War II, died in Germany fighting Nazis from World War II, memorialized in his hometown of Sperry, Oklahoma. That, my friend, is an anti-fascist. He died fighting fascism. And he's not going to die fighting fascism, so his great-great-nephew goes out Sieg Heilin and, Hell Hitler, Sieg Heil, 1488. 
acting like a freaking Neanderthal. Give me a break. I'm li I'm a libertarian. I believe in liberty. I believe in America. None of that Nazi Germany crap. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in communism either. So if you're going to say, well, I'm an Antifa. I'm anti-fascist. I'm also anti-communist. I don't believe in Antifa. But that's another story for another time. I know I'm going to say that a lot, but... But but where does the left get away with this idea that libertarians are going to become fascists? I mean... I mean, I just ranted in my last segment about the police state. What did fascism do? Create a police state! Gestapo! SS! Police state! Use the Reichstag fire to take away civil liberties. Well, kind of sounded like a certain other guy who uh, took away civil liberties after 9-11... Um, now we're getting spied upon, we're getting our phones tapped, uh, we have to go through TSA, and all in the name of fighting terrorism. Yay, nice. Oh, Mr. Christian Conservative George W. Bush, expanding government. Oh, we're all fine when... A Christian conservative expands government, but you get a black man expanding government. And it's all, don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. Now, I'm all into don't tread on me, alright? I don't care what race you are. I don't care what political party you are. Don't tread on me. But I'm just illustrating the hypocrisy that the neocons had when it was Obama's turn. And don't get me wrong, Obama was just as bad. I mean, did Obama end the Patriot Act? No, he expanded it. Let's uh, let's let's go online and say Obama Patriot Act. Signs NSA bill. And this was from 2015. Oh, yep. Yep, Obama, he's... Oh. Yep. Yeah, Obama expanded the Patriot Act. Let's see. If, let's let's see if Trump did anything on the Patriot Act. Cause I'm betting you Trump hadn't done nothing on the Patriot Act. Donald Trump's stance on the Patriot Act. Let's see. Yes, but limit scope of the government's powers. Oh. 
Reauthorizations. Let's see. He reauthorized it in 2010, Obama. Alright, let's see when it expires. Apparently, it's supposed to expire in 2019, this year. But, uh, now if Trump does let the Patriot Act expire, kudos to him. I'll support him on that one. But, if the Patriot Act doesn't expire, or gets extended, then he's definitely not going to get my vote. But I bet you he's not going to let it expire. He's going to just expand it. Cause he's a he's a, a war on terror warrior. He's a terror warrior. All right. Let's see. But, uh, all right, let's see. The people spoke on permitless carry by uh, Governor Stitt from Oklahoma. This is an article from the Oklahoman. Governor Kevin Stitt said Oklahomans weighed in on whether or not the state should allow people to carry firearms without a permit when they elected him as governor and elected their state lawmakers. The people spoke and we signed it into law. Okay, I kind of get that because, uh, well, he did win the election here in Oklahoma. So Now, what they want to do is they want to put it to a vote of the people to... Um, repeal permitless carry, or constitutional carry as they call it, because it would allow uh, most Oklahomans to carry a gun without licensure training. All right. And there are those that want to uh, put it to a vote of the people, and even if they do put it to a vote of the people, I don't see, I don't see people in Oklahoma re, re, Peeling it because let me tell you something about Oklahomans. We love our guns. And in Texas, they love their guns too. 
That's one thing we Oklahomans and Texans can agree on. We love guns. Yeah, so, like I said about the red flag gun laws, we're not going to see any of those being passed in Oklahoma. So, um, that's not something we got to worry about. So, let's see. But let's let's look up Trump red flag gun laws. All right, we'll go to M we'll go to a strong majorities of Americans from across the political spectrum support laws that allow family members or law enforcement to petition a judge to temporarily remove guns from a person. Who seem, seem to be a risk to themselves or others, according to new APM Research Lab slash Guns in America slash Call to Mind. Alright. Since uh, it talks about uh, Dayton and El Paso. Excuse me. Since the mass shootings, President Trump and some congressional Republicans have signaled for federal red flag legislation. So... So all you pro-Second Amendment Republicans out there who think about voting for Trump, especially you one of those single-issue voters, Trump is going to take your guns! If anything, I think Trump's done more to... more anti-gun stuff than Obama could. Believe me, Obama wanted to take the guns. But he never really got to... Because uh, Republicans wouldn't let him. So. But I'm betting you now these same Republicans, they're going to be anti-gun now that old Trump's in office. But, uh, oh, Trump. He's the gift that just keeps on giving. Yeah, old Trump. He just... Yeah, Trump is no friend of liberty, my friends. I mean, yes, I do consider him a very racist person, and I do consider him, you know, the hero of the alt-right, and even some of the alt-right are turning against him, but, but as far as the libertarians go, he is no libertarian, none at all. He still supports the Patriot Act. He's probably not going to do anything about the Patriot Act. And now he's going to give you red flag gun laws. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, yeah, Trump. He's going to make America great again by taking your guns. I wonder if Alex Jones is saying something about it. I hope Alex Jones is going to grill Trump on the gun thing. I hope so. Because I know Alex... I don't know Alex Jones, but I know about Alex Jones. He's passionate about his guns, alright? He's not going to let... If Trump takes his guns, that's going to be interesting because... I don't know. I used to listen to Alex Jones. I kind of still do sometimes. But... uh 
Um, but I just don't like him now that he's pro-Trump. I feel like he's gone back on some of his statements. I mean, he's not talking about the police state. Uh, he's still talking about fluoride in the water and, you know, 5G is going to ruin the world and all that stuff. But, uh, see, the thing about Alex Jones is he used to talk about the police state. He would make documentary after documentary about the police state. I think one of his first ones was the uh, the Wake Up or Waco one from 2000. He interviewed uh, Ramsey Clark and former Attorney General. And, uh, and he even confronted George W. Bush. About, uh, you know, about militarization of police. See, that was the biggest and most disturbing thing about the Clinton administration. Was that Bill Clinton was all about militarizing the police. Bush probably did it before. I don't really know how far back this goes, but... Militarizing police is just asking for trouble. Because, you know, we want our cops to be, you know, the good guy on the beat protecting us from, you know, the bad guys. But we don't want the cops to become the bad guys. We don't want, you know, military occupation. I mean... Because, you know, cause, let me, let me gather my thoughts for a little bit, because I know I'm about to take a little break in less than 10 minutes, but uh, I just want to let you guys know about the... We don't need cops and military to be so intertwined that you can't tell them apart. We want the cops to handle civilian stuff and the military to handle, like, military stuff. That was what was so wrong about the Waco incident. Was that we were using tanks and... Military, it's like we were going to war with these people. You know. And I know that was like 26 years ago. Why are we still talking about it? But, but we're supposed to be the home of the brave and the land of the free. Not, you know, kick down your doors and, you know. Because the one thing this government does not want and I believe it will happen one of these days, is that it's going to go to war with the American people. And that's going to cause a civil war. This is why I cannot support gun control. Because I feel like, you know, the underlying cause is that it's going to cause a war on the American people. I mean, the war on drugs is, an, is a war on people in and of itself. The war on alcohol, prohibition, 
was horrible for America. That was a war on people. In fact, Prohibition, if you don't know about this, a lot of that was influenced by anti-German and anti-Irish sentiment that still carried over from the uh, 19th century. Because, um, you know, the big uh, beer barons at the time were Germans. Still are, but, you know, like Anheuser-Busch and Coors and Pabst and Schlitz. Those guys were German-Americans who legitimately made their fortune in America. But maybe we weren't into that because, well, those are Germans and those were the bad guys. Now, I personally think World War I was a totally bogus war anyway. We should have never fought that war. That war should have never happened. But, you know, how am I going from gun control to World War I? Well, see, but the thing is that the prohibition thing happened during World War I, and then it carried over into the 1920s. But it was, you know, because they thought beer was ruining America. And these are the same people that nowadays are saying that guns are ruining America. Let me tell you something. Just like alcohol has been always been a part of American culture, guns have always been a part of American culture. Even Alex Jones said it himself. We were founded on guns and whiskey. You know, and we already fought a war on whiskey and we lost. We created more crime when we fought whiskey and beer. And guess what? Whiskey and beer won. Just like the war on drugs. Marijuana is winning right now. We've got states right now that are legalizing slowly but surely. And I didn't think Oklahoma would even pass medical marijuana last year. But they did. And guess what? I voted for legal marijuana. Because I know marijuana could do a lot of good. So, we need to stop all these wars. Stop the war on drugs. Abort the war on guns before it gets bad. And I can never... Never support prohibition. You know, if you don't want to smoke weed, don't smoke weed. I don't even smoke weed. But I support those who do. I don't drink beer. I mean, okay. Well, I do have a beer every now and then. But uh, but I support if you if you don't want to drink beer. Okay, excuse me, I'm having some issues right now. Alright. So. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm going to have to take a little break in a little bit. But, uh, um, but uh, anyway, I mean, if you don't want to own a gun, don't own a gun, okay? You have rights. And I respect your right if you don't like guns. You don't have to own one. 
But don't tell others they can't own one. I mean, I keep hearing this, you know. You don't like gay marriage, don't get one. You don't like alcohol, don't drink alcohol. You don't like weed, don't smoke weed. You know, we need to get rid of that mindset. You know, this, we got to tell others how to live their lives. You know, that's what libertarianism is all about. When you stop forcing people to live their lives based on what we don't like. Now, I'm going to get into some heavy topics, especially on SJWs and Antifa in the next segment. But, uh, um, um, because I, I feel like they're just as much going to legislate their morality on others because it's very hard to legislate morality. But who's morality? Now, we could get into this whole thing about moral. Um, relativism and moral objectivity, but uh, we could get into that debate later. But what we need to do is we need to get rid of this mentality of legislating morality based on what our morality may be. You know, because not everybody, I mean... I mean, I do believe in moral absolutes. You don't murder. You don't steal. You don't lie. You don't cheat and all that other stuff. Because the principle behind that is you're hurting others. And, you know, we don't want to live in a world where we could just hurt others. That's not what libertarianism is about. Libertarianism is about not hurting others. It's about doing your own thing as long as you don't hurt others. You know. Now, if you punch a guy because you don't believe what he believes, or you you he believes something you don't believe, that's wrong. You know, I wouldn't even advocate punching an Antifa. Even if, you know, their beliefs are... Offensive. I, I find their beliefs offensive. But, you know, you just don't want to get into violence. Unless they hit you. I mean, you have a right to protect yourself if they get violent with you. But that'll be another story for another time. I'll get into that later. So. But we'll get into the whole SJW Antifa thing in the next segment. The final third of this broadcast. Alright, I'm going to take a little break and I'm going to come right back. So, uh, don't go away. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Life, Love, and Liberty with Bradley Juby. And this is the third and final segment of the broadcast. Now... Like I mentioned in the second third of the broadcast, I want to talk to you guys about the rise and the hypocrisy of the so-called social justice warrior. Now, 
this is probably the reason why I'm not going to be a Democrat for much longer. Because I feel like these are the type of people that are taking over the Democratic Party. They look like the future of the party. And, you know, they're the so-called millennials, the snowflakes. And some Gen Zers, too, but... I mean, they have their own little stereotypes. They're, you know, their boys are skinny. Their women are plus-sized. They wear glasses, have the silly little hair, and all that other stuff. That, now, that stuff doesn't bother me as much. Well, what bothers me is the attitude. Because what bothers me is their entitlement. And... The thought of and how easily triggered they get. I don't know where this comes from. Maybe, maybe as I mentioned earlier, it comes from the fact that we millennials don't value liberty. This comes from a lack of valuing liberty. That we value security over liberty. That we don't value... We'd rather be safe than free. We'd rather go into our little safe spaces when we're confronted with ideas that contradict our own worldview than facing them head on. And that's my dog, Jack. He's scratching himself, crying. But, uh, now... Okay, before I go further, I just want to say that I'm going to try to find a way... For future podcasts to kind of get Jack somewhere where he can shut up and not interrupt me when I'm doing this podcast. Because I don't want to get interrupted when I'm doing it. I don't want to have to deal with him while I'm doing it. I just want to be able to do the podcast while he's quiet. But uh, I don't like being interrupted. so Because it just messes up my train of thought. But... The thing with the social justice warrior is they act like totalitarians. They want to force their views down your throat. I mean, you know, they're entitled to their beliefs. I'm not saying they shouldn't believe the way they do, but they can't just... They're the type that would be like, Oh, you don't believe the way I do. I'm going to force my beliefs down your throat and be pissy about it. <laughs> and that's why a lot of them don't get a lot of respect from other people. Let me just... Now, let me just... Uh... Look up SJW stereotypes. Alright, here's here's what somebody posted on Reddit. Alright. Here's here's something that a guy posted on Reddit. And As I have watched social justice in my lifetime, it had always seemed like an idea was corrupted by people in denial of its success. We have equal rights for everyone in the West. 
And it seems to me that people are either not willing to accept it or are not willing to pass an opportunity for attention and handouts. Social justice was a good thing back when people did not have equal rights, back when people were allowed to torture others for the hell of it. It was a good thing back, back way before I was alive, but I was not born until it had achieved its noble goal of preventing us from going human on each other and start to divide and degrade behind imaginary causes. This has created a new problem for a lot of people. Social justice movies seek to end stereotyping and imaginary inequality, but the SJWs come across as entitled brats, which is what they are in this stage of their decay, and hopefully soon they become entitled social hypochondriacs, always feeling as if society is diseased for something that comes from the body of society and not from the minds of the SJWs, being hypochondriacs. The ills are all in their heads, while they ignore the real problems our species faces. The sad thing is that these people... The people who watch them closely start to become exposed to the various stereotypes slash write-offs that these self-victimizing fools spout out about each other. I'm not going to get into all that, but... Uh, no. Yeah. And then he goes on and calls them sectarian, authoritarian, and militant imbeciles, which, sadly, a lot of you... SJWs are. And it goes on and on. The social justice movement divides everyone up, puts them in a box that slaps a title on it, tells everybody what to feel and think, and put and puts you in a scale of mu, mm, must oppressed. He means most oppressed to most oppressing. Well, that's what they do. They divide people. They put you into groups. I'm against that sort of thing. I don't like putting people into groups. I don't like it when I do it. I know I, I've kind of put people into groups of libertarian and not libertarian or, you know, Democrat or Republican or what have you. But I am against this notion that we got to put people in groups and divide people. I believe in individualism. I believe that... You should be judged by who you are as an individual, not what group you belong to. I mean, even if you are, but even though your group association can kind of say something about your personality, though. I mean, if you're a Nazi, if you identify as a Nazi, then that means you're a racist. If you identify as an SJW, you're probably a self-pretentious commie whack who just likes to bully others into believing what you believe. Because unfortunately, groups are defined by their majorities. Now, I've never met a Nazi who wasn't racist, but... Um, but, unfortunately, this whole groupthink mentality has got to stop. And maybe that's the problem we have in this society. This is why we don't value the individual anymore. It's because we always got to put people in groups. You know, it's this identity politics. Identity politics is poison. It's toxic. All right? You know. You know. 
And that's what Richard Spencer, the leader of the alt-right, that's what he believes. He is a... He's an identity politician. He's... Keep in mind, I don't recall him ever uttering the words individual liberty out of his mouth. That man is a toxic person. I mean, if he gets his way, America is through. Okay? This guy wants to divide the United States. He wants to divide people among races. He wants his white ethno-state... I think it's because he wants to be the dictator of that. He wants to be the Fuhrer of the white ethno-state. I don't want a Fuhrer. I don't want Comrade Stalin or the Fuhrer or Il Duce. I don't want a dictator. No wonder why Antifa wants to fight you guys. Because I guess I can't blame him for that. I mean... I understand they don't want Nazis taking over the country. I don't either. But I don't want them taking over either because I feel like they're going to dictate how I live. What I can and can't do. They probably want to tell me I can't go to church on Sunday because they're offended by Christianity. I bet a lot of these SJWs are probably offended by Christianity. I mean, I'm not going to force them to go to church. I can't force them to become Christians. But they can't tell me I can't be a Christian. And I bet you if they take over, they're going to persecute Christians. They're going to take Christian liberties away. Because that's what commies do. They've taken Christian liberty away from so many people. It's still today. There's a lot of communist countries where you can't be a Christian. Or if you can, you got to get government approval. You have to go to a government-approved church. I'm sorry, but I don't want government-approved churches in my state. In my country. In my country, the United States of America, you're free to associate with whoever you want, go to church wherever you want, worship wherever you want, worship how you want to, even if I don't agree with what you're worshiping. And I'm not going to use government to put you in jail just because you didn't pray to the same God that I pray to. And I don't want you to do it to me. I don't want to go to jail because I pray to God in a way you don't approve of. Or I pray to a God at all. You know. And I'll take on an SJW on that subject. I'll take him on. In future podcasts, I might call up, you know... One of these Antifas. And that is if I get better equipment. But uh, I'll call up one of these Antifas and I'll say, Are you going to recognize my rights? Are you going to put me in a gulag or a re education camp because I don't accept collective communism? Are you going to put me in prison because I pray to God? Are you going to put me in prison because my beliefs offend you? No. No, 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 no. If you're all for that, 
I hope you never get voted into political office. Because I know you're going to be a totalitarian. You're no better than Trump. You're no better than Trump. I understand why you don't want Christian fascism. I don't either. I don't want any fascism. I don't want communism. I want liberty. I'm all about liberty. I breathe liberty. I want liberty to unite people. Not use totalitarian ideologies to divide people. Oh, believe me, this is going to get ugly very quickly in this coming election. Depends on who the Democrats run. They can run Biden. I hope, I hope they don't run Biden. He's a police state guy. I hope they don't run Kamala Harris. She's all about the police state. Maybe Elizabeth Warren. Maybe. Or Andrew Yang. Or Tulsi Gabbard for maybe. Maybe. If, they, if they're all about dismantling the police state, then maybe I might stay Democrat and vote for them. But if not... I'm not going to vote for them. They're not going to... Because... I don't know. Just... But, you know, I'm not offended by how they live their lives. I mean... They want to dye their hair whatever color they can dye whatever their hair color. You know, if the ladies want to have hairy armpits, let them have hairy armpits. It doesn't bother me. But if you're going to have a totalitarian mindset and tell others how they can and can't live, then maybe they need to look at themselves in the mirror and think, maybe I'm a fascist. I just have a different brand of fascism. Because... Anyway, that's my thought on SJWs. Okay, I'm kind of halfway through the third segment of this show, and I think I kind of want to just talk, you know, just about anything and everything. I guess I'm on the final sixth of this uh, broadcast, so... To me, I view this broadcast as like a three-act play. I mean, we're already deep into the third act, so. Um. But uh, anyway, I just want liberty to reign free. Because. Let's go to some libertarian quotes from the internet. Libertarianism quotes from Goodreads. I love my country, not my government by Jesse Ventura. Now I like Jesse Ventura. He's he's not perfect. I won't say he's perfect, but I think he's got a lot of ideas. 
I love my country, not my government. Oh, here's Orwell. The real division is not between conservatives and revolutionaries, but between authoritarians and libertarians. That's... I, I'm a fan of Orwell's writing. I think... I think he may have some socialist views, but I think deep down he's a libertarian inside. I mean... I mean... He has written books about the horrors of authoritarianism and communism and fascism and Big Brother... Gosh, I don't know why they made me read all those dystopian novels in high school. Like 1984, Animal Farm, Fahrenheit 451, um, The Giver, yeah, that's another one. I don't know why they made me read all those books in high school and middle school. I guess they just wanted me to appreciate liberty. I mean, you would think public schools would be these institutions of totalitarian indoctrination, but here I am reading, making to be read 1984 and Animal Farm and Fahrenheit 451, and I guess that sort of has molded my worldview. Because I don't want societies like that. I don't want to be living in the Hunger Games or Divergent where... Like, anybody ever read Divergent? You have to... Your whole identity is your personality. But what if your personality is diverse? Where do you fit in? Or maybe you're just too much of a threat to society. That I'm against. Or the Hunger Games where, you know... Yeah, you, your children can just be slaughtered for the entertainment of the uh, elites. Or, but uh, in that sort of vein, I recommend a book called Chaos Theory Initiation by my friend Aubrey Ballard. And uh, I'll just go ahead and spoil it for you. There's a quote in that book. Um, uh Um, you know, the quote is saying, lesson one, kid, the government lies. And I'm like, oh, burn. Because we all know the United States government has lied consummately all the time. I know, we kind of went quiet.
All right. So. Now here's an anti-libertarian quote that I don't agree with here. That's libertarians for you. Anarchists who want police protection from their slaves. Ah. No. I want protection from government. I'm a, I'm a citizen or maybe a slave who wants protection from government. I'm not an anarchist though. It's not that I want government everything. It's just I don't want government to be, you know, too much. Do too much and... You know. And all that other stuff. Here's lessons from history. Someone else trying to call me. But anyway, here I am at the uh, like the last 10 minutes of this broadcast. But uh, Oh, and here's 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 Lindsey Graham. Anybody from South Carolina vote this piece of crap out of office. I'm not a libertarian. If you are, you're welcome to vote for me and help this party. But we're not going to build the party around libertarian ideas. Well, that, my friends, is why I don't vote Republican anymore. Because the Republicans, they pay lip service to libertarianism. But really, they don't mean it. They're just pretentious pieces of crap. And this is, I would say that I'm probably a libertarian if I had to put myself in any category. That's from Gary Oldman. I like him. He's cool. Playboy interview, June 23rd, 2014. I'm looking up libertarian quotes. Here's a quote from one of my favorite presidents, John F. Kennedy. Let us not seek the Republican answer or the Democratic answer, but the right answer. Let us not seek to fix the blame for the past. Let us accept our own responsibility for the future. You know, that I agree with. You know, it's a, it's a shame that he got shot. Because he probably got shot by somebody who didn't feel the same way that he did. You know. You know. And this is... Oh, let's see. Yeah. And here's another one. Libertarian. 
Not left, not right, just free. Yeah, let's let's get rid of that left right paradigm crap. Here's Kurt Russell saying, I was brought up as a Republican, but when I realized that at the end of the day there wasn't much difference between a Democrat and a Republican, I became a Libertarian. Well, you know, that's the thing. The Democrats and Republicans are both totalitarians now. Just different brands of totalitarianism. Sure, you know. You know, even if the Republicans are like, you know, we'll still put police state on you and still lock you up for weed but you can keep your guns and the democrats are like we're going to take your guns but you can get legal weed too but uh, the good thing about libertarians is we want both we want to protect our weed with guns so we'll protect our weed plants with our guns how about that that's what I'm about and I hope I hope I could wake up some millennials and even some older generation folks about the need for liberty. Because if we're if we're gonna not respect liberty, we won't have a great America anymore. You know, we talk about I mean Trump talks about making America great again. Well, if you're gonna make America make America great again, make America united again. Make America free again. Make America value liberty again. Make America love again. Because when we love each other, when we're united in liberty, this country can do so much great things. But when we want to be totalitarians and we want to force people to live how we feel that they should live, all we're doing is not making America great. That doesn't make America great. And I hope if Trump's listening to me, if Trump listens and comes across this, I'm hoping that he can, you know, maybe take a good look at himself and be like, you know what, maybe I've gone about this all wrong. Maybe... I've forgotten what America was truly all about. Liberty. Constitution. Bill of Rights. No more dividing people. No more... No more with the hate. Knock it off with the hate. You know? We need a lot of less... We need less hate. We need more love. You know what we need to do? We need to stop watching the news, stop watching Fox News, stop watching CNN, stop watching MSNBC, get out of our houses, and go talk to our neighbors. Go outside, get off the internet, and go talk to people. You know, get off this podcast, if you will. After this podcast, go out and talk to people. Be friends with people. And maybe we might just come together as a nation. I, I know that if we just watch media all the time, we're going to get depressed, we're going to get scared, we're going to get riled up and angry. 
I mean, get angry when you need to get angry, but just let's not let that anger consume us. I mean, heck, the summer's almost over. We got college football coming up. And it's a big deal around where I'm from because we love our college football here. Um, but uh, let's enjoy ourselves on this last official week of unofficial summer. Because I'm telling you, we're going to have quite a fall next. And then the next year, we got an election coming up. That's where we need to come together as a country. And we need to figure out what kind of country we want to be. Do we want to be a country that values liberty again? Or do we want totalitarianism because it's the quick and easy road? The quick and easy road never does good. Libertarianism and liberty is not an easy road. It's a hard road. But it's the best road we can take at this point in time. Well, anyway, I bid you farewell. This is Bradley Juby for Life, Love, and Liberty reminding you, lightsabers don't kill people, the Empire does.